You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 1st, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Coming to you here today to talk all about the big news with the Orlando Magic, a big news day for the Magic as uh, Terrence Ross is officially out indefinitely, so we'll talk all about him. Uh, and, and what his absence to the team means and what uh, what, what the Magic are going to do to try to replace him. And then I'll finish off today's show by previewing tonight's game against the Golden State Warriors. Could be an interesting one, depending on who plays. But the Warriors are in town, but once a year. So we will we will dive into that game and, and, and kind of talk a little bit about how the Magic played them the first time, actually, which I thought they did a pretty good job. And, and the Magic are, have won a game, so that confidence is back. Everyone felt pretty good, even with the Terrence Ross news over at Orlando Magic practice. But lots to get to uh, before then as the Magic now have to re-piece their rotation to make up for the loss of Terrence Ross. And that's what we're going to talk about all day today. Uh, unfortunately, the news is bad. Um, if I didn't talk about it on yesterday's show uh, discussing the Oklahoma City Thunder game. I figured I'd wait till today when the news came out. But uh, late in the fourth quarter, late in the second quarter, uh, Terrence Ross uh, was challenging a layup from Russell Westbrook. They collided in, in air. Westbrook tumbled to the floor. Ross came down, kind of on him. It, I, it, was, it happened right in front of me, but I didn't really get a, get a clear look at it. Never saw a replay of it, but it looked like Ross sort of rolled his his knee almost. This is how I would describe it. Uh, immediately, he went down to the ground uh, in pain. He was definitely hurting. He was. He was. It took him a while to get up. Eventually, he did get up. He left the court under his own power. He was hobbling, but it was clear he was done for the night, and it was clear that it was probably going to be at least a sprain, and and he would be out for a little while. Indeed, it was a sprain, an MCL sprain for Terrence Ross. It's going to keep him out indefinitely. He also uh, fractured the uh, tibial uh, plateau, um, I believe it's called, uh, and, and I'm not, I'm you know I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to know how long. He will be out, but the Magic are officially listing him out as out indefinitely. So he is not going to be in a Magic uniform for some time. Uh, and the Magic are going to lose a lot with him out of the game. Uh, you know, uh, uh, everyone's been focused a lot on his shooting, and he's averaging only about nine points per game. So he he isn't making the huge impact. He obviously volunteered himself to come off the bench, and, and the Magic are going to miss that scoring punch that he might bring. Um, but... Is a non-displaced fracture of his right tibial plateau. Again, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't, won't pretend to know what that means, but it means he's out indefinitely. Um, but uh, he's averaging about nine points per game. He's not shooting great percentage. It's been coming along better in the last ten games. He's starting to kind of he's starting to get back more to his normal. Um, but really, what Ross did was he was such a strong defender for a team that's really struggling on the defensive end. Uh, Ross was probably the Magic's best. Uh, best defender overall, just consistent energy, consistent effort. Um, he was someone that, you know, maybe a little too aggressive at times, off the ball especially, but he would make the right plays. He uses his athleticism very, very well. Uh, and he's someone that the Magic really, really miss because of what he can bring on the defensive side of the floor. And 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 even though he wasn't shooting the ball well, it was I didn't think the Magic should have taken him out of the starting lineup because... He was playing some really strong defense, and then especially for a team that needs defense, that is a good thing. And and as the Magic began to try and piece things together, uh, you know, knowing that Ross was was going to be out, 
the Magic know that there is a big defensive hole that they now have to fill. Yeah, we just got to step up. You know, it's next man, next man up. Um, obviously, it's tough losing a guy like T. Ross. He gives you so much defensively and offensively. He's instant. So, um, it's not going to be easy, uh, but people are going to have to step up. And we'll talk a little bit more about that next man up mentality and who that next man's going to be in just a moment. But just getting back to Ross, obviously, uh, anytime a team loses a key player, uh, it, it hurts. And, and this Magic team has lost a lot of key players. They were without Alfred Payton for about 10 games. They were without DJ Augustin for a stretch of about 10 games as well. Uh, Jonathan Isaac's been out for two weeks now with a sprained ankle. He he uh, is get, getting back. Uh, I saw him again at practice today. Moving, It looks like he's moving a lot better than he was even Tuesday. Assumedly, he went through non-contact drills again, but the Magic are planning to hold him out again for Friday's game. He's going to be someone the Magic will rely on when he gets back, but it does look like he is getting closer to a return, but still a little ways to go for uh, for Jonathan Isaac as well. Um, so, uh, the Magic have dealt with plenty of injuries already this year. There's there's no denying that. Uh, and it's been a big storyline for their season. Uh, and this is a team that doesn't have the great depth, perhaps. I mean, I think that a lot of people thought the Magic had better depth. But this is not a team that could afford to lose top guys. And let's be real, Alfred Payton is a top guy. Terrence Ross is also a top guy. The Magic need those players if they're going to succeed, if they're going to uh, if they're going to, to, to kind of defy the odds and, and make the playoffs, which now does seem like it would be defying the odds considering how the hole that they dug themselves a little bit here. But uh, but at, at the same time, you know, every team's going to deal with injuries and the Magic will have to find a way through. Ross is a big loss, no doubt about it, especially on the defensive end and especially just spreading the floor. He is someone that teams respect his three-point shot. Even though he wasn't hitting them, teams respected his three-point shot. He had a little bit of gravity to him. And so the Magic do have to uh, find a way to replace that or, or, or at least make up for it a little bit. And that's going to be the big trick for the next few games is how do the Magic replace that. And for now, there are a few ideas on the table. Uh, the, fir- the first idea is, is you know, Frank Vogel said he's going to give Aaron Aflalo those minutes to start off with. Ross, you know, Ross is playing the sixth man. I don't think Aaron Aflalo will essentially be the sixth man, but Aflalo is averaging about 11 points per game. He's at 1.9, or 11, point, 11 minutes per game, excuse me. He's about 1.9 points per game. He's not shooting the ball particularly well, and the reality is Aaron Aflalo's minutes have been so sporadic this year that... That he hasn't had the opportunity to get into a rhythm shooting-wise. I mean, he's taken maybe a shot, two shots per game, and, and, you know, he's probably missing more than his share. So, you know, the reason the Magic signed Aaron Aflalo is exactly for a moment like this. When they needed, when they need him, he is dependable and reliable, and he will be there for them. Now, I, I think that it's also fair to say in the minutes Aaron Aflalo has gotten so far, his effectiveness has been... Hard to quantify. Um, you know, we we, we kind of joke with him, and we joked with him, and and uh, I think everyone is joking a little bit about it, that uh, the Magic were plus 20 with Aaron Aflalo on the floor last night, and individual game plus minuses are pretty irrelevant in the long run, but, it, you know, it, it does say a little something, and, and maybe that something is Aflalo doesn't make waves, and, let's, 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 and that might be the best way to put it. He's a guy that the coaching staff can trust to execute the defense, which is probably the most important thing right now. Uh, Frank Vogel pointed out that he is a strong box-out guy. He's someone that's able to 
to uh, to box out uh, opponents. He honestly he said he's the best box out guy on the team, which is saying something about this team more than a follow maybe. Um, but he's a guy that just kind of does his work, does what the coaches ask him to do, does not, does not, uh, you know, does not kind of deviate too much from what the role calls for him. And in reality, too, uh, you know, Aflalo knows the situation. He knows that he wasn't going to get a ton of minutes, that his minutes might be sporadic, but when the opportunity comes, he has to be ready to play. And that's where the Magic are at right now. Aflalo's opportunity has come, and now he has to look to be ready to play. That's okay, man. I'm I'm obviously in team-first mode, but, you know, this is still a game where you have to uh, be accountable for, for what you produce on the court. And, um, you know, with Terrence being out, if there's some extra minutes there, uh, you know, I'll find myself in a better rhythm, uh, able to make more shots, make more plays. And everyone kind of hates the notion that, yes, you default to the veteran. And, and yes, the Magic are defaulting to the veteran in Aaron Aflalo. That this is a team that, for, for better or for worse, at this point, is still trying to win games. The Magic are, I think, two and a half, three games out of the final playoff spot. The season is far from over, and the Magic are still going for the playoffs with the roster that they have. Now, how they make moves moving forward from that, how they play in December, January, you know, teams kind of know who they are, are beginning to learn who they are at this point, and, and yeah, there's, it'll be interesting to see how the Magic adjust from there. But for now, the Magic, at least the guys on the team, are all about how do we win? And so, yes, Frank Vogel is going to play Aaron Aflalo right now. That is his default. He's someone that he trusts. Trust is a big factor here. But, again, having said that, Aflalo is absolutely right, too. If he does not produce, Frank Vogel is going to have to go somewhere else. And I think that is absolutely instructive. And I think Aflalo accepts that. He's got to produce. He's got to step up. Someone's got to step up. Someone's got to be the next man up and replace Terrence Ross. The good news for Orlando is there are a few other options on the roster, and there's a few other ideas that Frank Vogel at least seems interested in in trying and, and working with. The, ba- the, the the Probably the more controversial one, um, of Vogel said that, yeah, Shelvin Mack's going to have to step up. He might have to play some shooting guard. DJ Augustin's going to have to step up. He might have to play some shooting guard alongside Alfred Payton. Uh, yes, uh, that, that probably that might mean that Jonathan Simmons and Evan Fournier are going to take on a larger minutes load. If the bench doesn't have it or if the team's trailing, they're going to rely he- more heavily on their starters rather than going back to a bench that that is not their ideal bench. I mean, I think if Terrence Ross were playing, maybe you stick with him a little bit longer, but not if it's Aaron Aflalo or DJ Augustin or Shelvin Mack playing the two. Um, the Magic also seemed to... Uh, Frank Vogel also suggested that Wes Awundu will get his opportunity when he returns to the, to the Orlando Magic. Awundu... Playing for the Lakeland Magic right now, he has had a really good run with them. He's averaging, uh, entering uh, Thursday's game at least, averaging, I think, 17 points per game. Let me pull up his stats real fast. Uh, He is averaging 17.6 points per game and 9 rebounds per game. Again, and I've watched a few Lakeland Magic games. He's really showing that open floor ability, great in transition, Great attacking the basket. Great, uh, pretty good defensively. I, I don't know how you know how good defensively he is, but again, unproven at the NBA level. So you can understand why there isn't the trust, and he's going to have to earn that trust because the Magic, after the Lakeland Magic finished their game against Grand Rapids on Thursday, are calling him up. He's going to be back in Orlando for Friday night's game. Um, uh, Vogel said he'll probably get to Orlando right before tip off, so they might run him through some things before the game. Probably not in time for shoot around, uh, but. 
the Magic uh, are going to keep him on the main roster for a little while. The Magic will get some practice time next week. And if I were to bet, uh, if, if Aflalo is still struggling a little bit, Wundu will get his time. It wouldn't surprise me to see Wundu get time anyway as, as a mini reward for playing in Lakeland for so long and playing well in Lakeland. Uh, and just to kind of see what he can do at an NBA level, see if the skills have translated from his play uh, for the Lakeland Magic. And again, he's been very, very, I think he's been very good for them as well. Um, you don't expect him to score 17 points per game, obviously, and his shooting hasn't been great. But defensively, he's great. On the open floor, he's great. Uh, so I think there is opportunity there for him. And this is obviously a big opportunity for the rookie to come out and play. Um, the one guy that, that he did not mention was Mario Azonia. It does seem like the Magic are officially considering Mario Azonia a power forward. Um, they're not, I, I, at least by what Vogel indicated to the media, I mean, he kind of ran through his options. He did not name Mario Azonia. He named a one-do. He didn't name Azonia. But it, by my book, Mario Azonia certainly should get some consideration to play some of those minutes from, from Terrence Ross. Um, if you're going to throw him out there, this is the time to do it, to see, to, just to see if you can get any, see if you can get anything from him. Um, but it, it's still, it's still unclear um, what, whether that's, whether that opportunity is going to come. The Magic went with Azonia last, uh, Wednesday night against the Thunder at the four, uh, as the Thunder play a little bit of a smaller lineup off their bench, uh, so it made a lot more sense than playing Marie Spates from a matchup perspective. Uh, so it might still be matchup dependent with Azonia and might be kind of how Vogel feels. I mean, he said that in deciding these things, it's a little bit about gut feel. And, you know, it's, be critical of it all you want. At this stage of the season, the gut feel says you go with the veteran. And and so I can't blame him for going with Aflalo first. Aaron Aflalo is going to have his first opportunity. He'll probably get a, lo- a little bit of a longer leash than most people want him to get. But... He, I think he's the right choice for the Magic, and I think he will deliver uh, at times. I mean, I think what a follow does is he kind of keeps the boat steady. As long as he hits open jumpers when he gets them uh, and doesn't turn the ball over or make defensive mistakes, he will probably get playing time, and he'll probably fill that role, whether that's enough for the Magic to, to overcome the loss of Ross and, and get, back, get themselves some wins. That will be another question. The other guy that certainly could get some minutes there, too, is Jonathan Isaac, who's still on the shelf with a sprained ankle. He is slowly getting back. I, I I think Isaac is still more valuable as a backup power forward, just the way this team is constructed. But I don't think it would be surprising to see him get minutes at the three. Um, when he when he comes back, he will essentially be the sixth man on this team. Let's 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 put that out there. When Jonathan Isaac gets back, he's going to be the sixth man of this team. Uh, and so maybe that will mean a little bit more offensive responsibility. Maybe it won't be. It'll probably mean more minutes with Aaron Gordon, which should excite plenty of fans. Uh, but the Magic are now desperate to get Jonathan Isaac back. Um, would not surprise me if he p- ends up playing this weekend in New York on Sunday or in Charlotte on Monday. Um, certainly, I expect him to be ready by by next week at some point. Uh, back in the back in the mix as the Magic play the Hawks, I believe next Wednesday. If, if it, I would say that's the latest he'll play, he'll come back because um, the Magic will have some time to to recuperate uh, just a little bit. So that's where the Magic are at with Terrence Ross. He is out indefinitely. They have some options, maybe not ideal options, but options nonetheless. And the Magic are going to go with Aaron Aflalo for the time being. Whether that is successful or not, we're going to see in the coming weeks. I, I honestly don't know if the Magic have better options on their roster right now. I don't blame Frank Vogel for uh, putting trust in the veteran. Uh, I don't like the idea of Shelvin Mack or DJ Augustin playing the two, but it may come to that uh, again the trust veterans. Coaches tend to trust veterans, especially when they're trying to win. So we'll see if that happens. I would like to see a one do get some run, even if it's spot minutes here or there or a quick, quick deal. 
um, just to see what he can do. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what what happens as the Magic uh, get into this stretch of their schedule. And of course, that stretch starts with the big one. The Golden State Warriors make their lone trip to the Amway Center on Friday night. They'll take on the Orlando Magic at 7 p.m. Uh, obviously, uh, it's always a big deal when the Warriors come to town. It is a circus in the building. Uh, so uh, definitely looking forward to, always look forward to the circus. Always look forward to seeing Stephen Curry. But, but, there's a twist. According to Chris Haynes of ESPN.com, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, David West, are all questionable. Warriors have been dealing with some legitimate injuries, but Curry, Thompson, Durant, Iguodala, and West all played through them in Wednesday's overtime victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. And you can kind of tell that this team is slowed down by them. Stephen Curry doesn't look quite right. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. He's tough to defend. But it, there's definitely... that This team is definitely on coast mode. They're def, they definitely know how good they are. They definitely know exactly who they are as a team and they are not quite uh you know they're 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 not quite a team that pays attention maybe to every regular season game now they are still good enough I mean I, I made this comment about the Oklahoma City Thunder uh Wednesday middle of the third quarter I said that I wouldn't say the Thunder are playing good and I would actually say the Magic are playing really well but the Thunder are still only down two and it feels like the Magic should be up more the Thunder just have a very large margin for error. And obviously the Magic were able to break through that, but Russell Westbrook made you nervous at the end. Evan Fournier admitted that. The Golden State Warriors have a huge margin for error. As long as some of their guys are in and playing at a semi-decent level, they can get away with a lot of mistakes. This is a team that turns the ball over a ton. But they go Nova for, for five minutes, and that's ball game. You're not keeping up with them. So the Magic are still going to need a focused defensive effort. The Warriors put a lot of stress on your defense with their ball movement, their player movement, uh, and obviously the Magic will have their work cut out for them, even if one of the Warriors' big three doesn't play, even if the, even if all of them play. I would say this, Orlando played really well against Golden State for about 30 minutes, 30 of the eight, 48 minutes in Oakland. Golden State went on a really nice run in the third quarter, pulled away, went up by, what, 18, 20 points, and that was about it. But they never let Golden State kind of devastate them. They always kind of fought their way back. And Orlando got back into the game. They trailed by only 15, or they lost by only 15. And so Orlando, you know, back then the Magic were still playing okay. They weren't playing great. It was the beginning of that West Coast road trip. Uh, and so Orlando was playing okay, and they competed with the champs, but it's obviously going to take a little bit more. It's going to take a full 48-minute effort. They didn't have the energy that they, say, had Wednesday night against Oklahoma City. It's going to take that kind of effort and a little bit more. They're going to have to clean up the glass. They're going to have to play really, really well to have a chance in this game, especially if a guy like Stephen Curry is playing or Clay Thompson's playing or Kevin Durant's playing. you got to be not near perfect because Golden State will make mistakes, but when that run comes, you cannot let it last for long, and you just got to hold the boat tight until it's over. Find a way to disrupt their rhythm somehow. And that's something the Magic definitely struggle to do. I mean, this is a game where you hope and pray that you can stay in it and give you a chance. Golden State's been given a lot of teams chances lately. 
The Lakers kept that game close. They stayed. They stayed. They got it to overtime and lost in overtime. Um, they had. They had. So and they had their chances to win it in, in regulation and in overtime. So certainly, Golden State has vulnerabilities unless they're dialed in. Right now, they're hurt. So it does feel like Orlando, if they play a really good game and if they get lucky, they can hang around in this game. And in fact, this might be the kind of game where you take a moral victory, as as ugly as that word is. I would expect the Magic to play with the same kind of effort they played Wednesday, to play with the same kind of urgency and intensity. They've experienced that feeling now. So now they have to match it. Now they have to do it again. And there's no reason to think that the Magic won't do that, except that, you know, maybe they haven't. They haven't always matched that effort and and intensity. Everyone gets up for the Warriors, though. Everyone plays hard against the Warriors because they know what a challenge it is. And they're the champs. You beat, you know, Ric Flair said it best. To be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Magic aren't probably going to win the NBA championship this year, but every team gets up for Golden State. Every team wants to beat the champ. And so that target is on Golden State's back, and Orlando has to be ready to fire and ready to get after them. And that's going to be the big gut check of this game. Can the Magic put the emotions of losing Terrence Ross, of winning, finally breaking that losing streak? Are they going to breathe a sigh of relief, or are they going to be more determined to make that their normal? Those are the big questions that I ask out of this game. The result, a win would be ecstatic. If you win that game, you stole a win. If you lose that game close, how you lose matters too against a team like Golden State. And so I want to see the Magic play with a lot of intensity and a lot of energy and give themselves a chance at victory. Tip-off at the Amway Center is at 7 o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of that game as well. Uh, Actually, we'll have complete coverage of that game on our Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. That'll come to you noon on Sunday on the Orlando Magic Facebook page. On the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook page. Check out Facebook.com slash Orlando Magic Daily Sunday at noon. We'll talk all things Orlando Magic then. Recap the game on Friday as well as talk about some other topics involving the Magic. Um, I I will figure out what to talk about then uh, as the Magic uh, get ready for their game against the New York Knicks that afternoon. We'll have a recap of the game against the Knicks on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. In addition to a replay of the Facebook Live. So be sure to interact with me directly. I love interacting with you guys uh, on the show. So noon Eastern time, Orlando, facebook.com slash Orlando Magic Daily. I've been doing it every Sunday. It's been, I, I think it's been a really good success. I've enjoyed doing it. So please join us for the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. I look forward to hearing from you guys then. Until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. And again, noon Eastern time, Sunday afternoon, check out the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live at facebook.com slash Daily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening this week. Have a great weekend. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.